Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast with your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect your children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family. I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, Enjoy the show. Out. And if you haven't already, get your tickets for the Protector Symposium. The first annual Protector Symposium is taking place in Riverside, California, November 15th and 16th. We've got an all-star lineup of seriously elite trainers, Yosef Badu, Ed Caldrone and Mike Pannone are all going to be there teaching and instructing us on, well, our common goal, how to make good people more dangerous. So no matter what your background is, you're going to learn skills around the one unifying principle of protection. Get your tickets. Uh, spots are going quickly. And remember, you're going to get over $100 worth of value back in different things that you're going to get from our sponsors with your purchase of a ticket. Check the website out, Byron Rogers Motivation, for ticket information and to learn more out. Boom. Hey, what's up, you guys? Uh, Byron Rogers here for another episode of EPL EDC, right? We're going through EDC with everybody, and I've got Ed Caldron with me once again, man. What's up, brother? Nothing much, man. Uh, you caught me at a, uh, you know, packing, basically, so it's a pretty good time to kind of talk about some of this stuff. I'm about to uh, do a uh, like a, a month long trip again, and it's a weird packing for different type of environments and kind of having everything that I need for each type day. So awesome! <laughs> Sounds like perfect EDC EDC moment. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if there's anything. Anyways, man, real quick for everybody, um, real quick background for those who don't know who you are, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I uh, worked. Uh, I worked down in Mexico for a bit over a bit over a decade, uh, doing uh, counter counter narcotics, uh, counter organized crime type uh, work. I also did a lot of uh, close protection work. Uh, actually, was in charge of protecting a few high level politicians in Mexico, including a uh, state governor, and uh, did all of that in northern Mexico. Um, as a Mexican, there's a lot of people will say, you have pretty good English. You're probably from California. I am not from California. I was born in uh, Tijuana, Mexico. And uh, so, uh, uh, but uh, that is behind me. Uh, for a lot of reasons, I had to leave that job behind. And currently I am, uh, I own my own uh, trading company. And uh, I write for a few publications like Recoil, Off-Grid and Skillset. So check that out if you can. And uh, I have my own uh, Instagram page and Facebook page that is that has a, a major weird cult following um, <laughs> that I still can kind of uh, still kind of get uh, understand, but awesome. And 
I do training all over the country. Uh, specifically, I train people how to move in places where it's not necessarily a friendly environment. Uh, you know, how to have, uh, you know, options on hand if you can't have what you regularly carry out there in, uh, in your hometown. Um, I do this for the government as well. I've, I've done uh, this type of training for a few federal agencies, uh, specialized military agencies. So I, I uh, teach people how to get out of handcuffs, zip ties. You know, <laughs> uh, that's that's my thing. Awesome, man. Dude, the reason you have a cult following on the IG, at least I know, is because, bro, like I'm scrolling. I said this last, I don't care. I'm scrolling through my IG and then I'll see something you post and it's like reality. <laughs> like It's like, ah. <laughs> you know, it's like it pops that little like nice bubble of things. Uh, and I always appreciate that. Or it's like some, you're like my Mexican MacGyver plug, man. <laughs> uh, every, 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 every now and then I get... Uh, Every now and then I get a lot of people saying, you know, that I'm fear mongering or that I'm, you know, yeah, I know. Uh, or that I, uh, you know, that I'm showing skill sets that you really don't need, you know, you know, how many of you are going to get abducted, you know, by the cartels or something like that. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where uh, it's, I do these classes all over the country and the amount of uh, resonance it has with different people in different ways. It's just mind blowing to me. I mean, from a, a school teacher that recently went to one of the counter custody classes that and didn't get out of uh, restraints, um, not, uh, not placed on her wrists. Uh, but she was, she was at a concert venue and it started getting pretty rowdy, uh, outside of the U S and the only thing separating her from being outside of that situation was a couple of zip ties that were holding a fence together. So mm -hmm. she whipped out her Kevlar cord uh, necklace that she that I taught her how to make, mm -hmm. and cut that uh, cut that you know cut that fence open, uh, and you know everybody around her looked at her like who who where did you learn that you know <laughs> right right high speed man, and I think you know even if if you can get one thing out of some of this training or out of my Instagram account because I give a lot of the stuff for free yep and. Uh, if you can get one thing that helps you out in a single way, it's worth it. You know? that's, yeah. that's the main thing, you know, uh, critics be damned and alarmist and getting banned off Instagram. Uh, yeah. If I can help somebody out, you know, that's, that's good enough for me. No, that's awesome, dude. I agree 100%. You do give a lot of it away for free on there. And I'm with you, bro. I'm just waiting for us to get banned from Instagram, dude. He's, he's the first guy I hit up when I get stuff banned. I'm like, yo, they hassling you? Like, did they hit you up, man? Usually they yeah. have. Uh, I, uh, last thing that got taken down on my page was a, uh, there was a video of a, an armored vehicle running over uh, people in uh, Venezuela. Yeah. One of the protesters in Venezuela. And, you know, I just, for illustrative purposes and as a historical mm -hmm. uh, lesson, I uh, posted some imagery of a manual that uh, I have that shows some methods to deal with an armored vehicle, you know, from the Second World War all the way up to you know modern times, just for history, you know, historical purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it got, it got taken down immediately, uh, you know. No love, man. <laughs> I got a warning. But, you know, the, the, the beautiful thing is that I have my own website, so it's up there. The whole manual is up there for free, so... I even got a shout out from one of the resistance groups out in Venezuela. <laughs> so, <laughs> Heck so, yeah. uh, that's, you know, I'm fine as long as, you know, 
long as people are putting it to good use and I'm fine. Yeah, man, that's meaningful. I'm sure they appreciated that trash. I'm sure they appreciated it. Heck yeah. Uh, that's what's up. So EDC, man, uh, break into it. Considerations. Why do you carry what you carry, when you carry, how you carry, bro? Um, one of the, one of the things that I, that I always tell people is that it, there, there are certain things that you can carry mm-hmm. anywhere, anywhere in the world. Uh, but these are becoming less and less, you know, less and less permitted. You know, everybody says, Oh, I carry a knife. Uh, I carry my EDC, you know, 19 or whatever you could, you could, you could carry a lot of things in, in, in a lot of places, but you know, things are becoming less and less permissive. Mm-hmm. Personally, I travel around a lot, you know, and, uh, every now and then I wake up and I try and kind of figure out where I am, you know, <laughs> since, uh, since every, every, uh, kind of week I'm in a different, uh, part, part of the country or, or, or the world. Main thing I tell people is if it's hard for you to improvise this object, probably carry it with you. Right. So, and what I, what I mean by that is that there are certain things that are very essential to anybody, especially if they're moving around in a place that's kind of violent, specifically medical equipment uh, or emergency medical management uh, type material mm-hmm. is what I always kind of tell people to kind of really consider. There are people that invest, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars in pocket knives and guns and stuff like that. And you ask them to, you ask them for the tourniquet and there's nothing there. Um, I've used most of the, most of the emergency medical management, uh, materials that I have more so in more occasions than anything else. So we'll start off with that, right? There's a, there's a few things that I always carry with me and I've carried through international ports of entry, uh, I've carried on a plane. Um, and when you say EDC, I think, uh, you know, this, uh, this, this backpack and the stuff that I have on me constantly should kind of fall in, in the realm of this, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. this backpack, you see how thin it is. Oh, I have a few tricks to it. <laughs> so it has a few tricks to it, but it's basically a backpack that I go in and out of planes with, right. Go in a, in a plane, put a story in the back under, underneath the, uh, underneath the seat. It's always with, it's always with me Go in an Uber drive. Just have it between my legs. Uh, is this at a the hotel. specific type of backpack? Because it, it it looks ninja. It's, a, it's it's an Eagle Industries E and E bag, right? Okay, okay, uh, there it is. Boom. It's boom. Uh, you know, people will tell me, "Well, that's too specific. It's too tactical looking." Never got two looks myself uh, off it. Uh, mm-hmm. I had one way back when and lost it. Um, always, always carry your backpack between your legs when you're driving around in a bad place. That's all I'm going to say about the, the way I lost it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, but one thing I liked about these is the big ass handle so you can grab it and run with it. It's yeah. thin. So you, if you need to store it somewhere in between your legs or underneath a chair on a plane, if you draw, if you fly around in a small plane, like I did a lot of that when I was doing executive protection. It's just a good all around little small bag. And I have some, uh, some, uh, angel armor in there in the back part of it. Why? You know, you know, <laughs> you rather have, I hate to say it, but you rather have it and not need it. You know what I'm saying? You know, one of those things where like, uh, so you carry this angel armor in your backpack. Are you really going to have it when you need it? Well, you know, drive around. Uh, usually when I saw people get shot inside or around vehicles, usually the leg shots are what kills people. So 
guess where this bag goes when I'm in a car? No, right next to my legs facing outward. Um, will it be enough? Well, hopefully I will never find out, you know, but it's one of those things. Yeah. What are um, the two dots on the outside of the bag? Uh, people people want to get really, really ninja with their bags. Uh, I don't want to get run over. So they're basically two reflectors and they also glow in the dark, right? Tactical reflectors right there, son. Dude, <laughs> uh, dude you could be a ninja, walk around wearing all black and you'll get run the fuck <laughs> over. <laughs> right? so, My man, that's what's up. I like it. Small, uh, a small bag. So that's, I think it's essential is key. And also have the discipline to always have it with you. Uh, people call them gold bags, call them whatever they want. You know, it's just all names. Uh, I just like having a bag with me. And another thing that I have with me all the time that people kind of don't uh, pay a lot of attention to is, a, is a, the ability to expand the capabilities of this bag. So something to take out, right? Yeah. Usually a mesh bag or a laundry bag, something like that. Uh, site, site exploitation bags is something that we learned about from the gringos that came down to Mexico and kind of showed us. Hmm. So we would always carry things to expand our carry capabilities. You know, it, it could be yeah. clothes that got messed up. It could be something you find, you know, whatever. So it's a good idea to always carry something to expand the, the abilities, your abilities to carry something. Yeah. Why was I talking about the backpack? It's because this is a full-on old trauma kit. Uh, dated, uh, uh, sealed, has a little tear away there to to rip it off. This is not something you can carry in your pocket. It's something you you realistically carry in your bag usually, and I always carry it with me in my bag. Uh, but on my person, it's usually uh very flat carry tourniquet. Um, uh, a uh. Uh, hemostatic agent, uh, Israeli bandage, uh, and just gloves and all, all of it kind of sealed tightly together. And it's usually somewhere inside of my waistband, actually, um, specifically the tourniquet. I actually carry a tourniquet ex expanded underneath my waistband under, uh, on my left pant leg. And I carry it that way because it's an easy way to carry it. It doesn't take up, uh, up a lot of uh, space. You use the windlass to get it, to get it stuck on the top side of it, and it's a good way to carry a tourniquet. And guess when you need it, you just pull it out; it's already expanded. Right? So the tourniquets expand. Is it like going down your pant leg? Down the pant leg on the left side, you can carry a full tourniquet just expanded. And that's something I learned. Again, I wish I could tell you I came up with that stuff, but that was all stuff that I learned from the Gringos that came down and trained us to carry things discreetly. Nice. You can. You can't carry it on your belt and stuff like that. People ask me, like, well, did you, why did you just carry it on your belt? Um, <laughs> yes, some, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, some, there's some places where a tourniquet itself will get you into trouble. Yeah, they'll be like, what do you have a tourniquet on you for? You're, what do you have a tourniquet on for? You got exposure now. Now you got to come up with an alibi. Or, you know, yeah. or you're just, now they know you're on the board somewhere. You're a piece on the board now. Great. Any attention is bad attention. And uh, a quick story. And, you know, it's very controversial, you know, rat tourniquets. I'm not a medical professional. Uh, rat tourniquets are used by some people. Some people swear by them. Some people don't. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I personally will leave the, 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 that to medical professionals. I, I don't carry one of those. Not because of anything, just because I, I, I've learned on something else. Mm -hmm. uh, but somebody somewhere, one of my students was carrying uh, one of those tourniquets around 
somewhere in Southeast Asia. And he was held for about three hours and he couldn't figure out why he was held. Turns out it was because that he, they thought the rat tourniquet was a, was drug paraphernalia. Wow. <laughs> for <laughs> for, shooting, for shooting up. Right. So they were like looking through his stuff to find the heroin. Yeah. That he, it was probably carrying. So it's one of those things where, you know, if you really have to think about what you carry, where you carry it and how you justify what you're carrying. Right. Because uh, some of these things can actually do you more harm than good. Medical management material, something I always have with me. Um, duct tape is everywhere. You know, duct tape is one of those things that I've used a lot. So it's usually uh, in my backpack. It's in, it's in my uh, pockets. Uh, I always kind of carry around these little rolls with me, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, d- uh, credit cards. I like carrying around just in these little small rolls. Rolls, yeah. If you want to make your own little roll, just get a small dowel or stick and just roll this thing on there. And if you want to get it a little bit malleable, just use a lighter. So you, these are usually everywhere on the stuff that I carry uh, better than it, better than nothing. As far as a chest deal or something like that, you can improvise something pretty cool with it. Okay. Uh, you can also use it to cover the lenses of cameras that you don't want to, you know, for some reason, I don't know. <laughs> uh, that duct tape is just a good thing to have for a lot of reasons. If you, if you can't fix up. it or, or do something, yeah, right. If you can't <laughs> fix it or do something else with it, like duct tape is like, your first go-to when it comes to like fix it or improvising. It's like improvising. I got duct tape, I got my 50 cord, we're halfway yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where like, uh, again, if you can improvise it, if you can't improvise or it's hard to improvise, yeah. probably a good idea to carry it with you, right? So yeah, cordage, cordage adhesive tape, uh, medical management materials. Are, are, I mean, there, there, there are ways of being austere medical and make things out of different things out there. Uh, but if it's one of those things where you don't want to struggle with uh, trying to improvise a chest seal uh, when you're when you need it, right? So yeah. pretty good idea to have things kind of at the ready. Or a tourniquet is one of those other things that's kind of hard to improvise. There's ways, you know, but rather have ready-made one, you know. Yeah. Uh, psychology, psychology of color uh, plays into it. A lot of people want to go black with their stuff. You know, I want to have some black. Uh, you know, tactical gloves for, uh, you know, medical management, you know, so you all see these guys with the latex, uh, the black latex gloves on their kits. The problem with those is if you've ever had to deal with anybody in the middle of the night and are trying to do a blood sweep or do a blood sweep sweep on yourself and you won't see the blood show up in your black gloves. Right. So, you know, I personally like blue. You can have whatever you want, but just, you know, personally, that's what I like. So considerations from the field, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things where they look cool, man. I like them too, man. But it's, uh, if I'm not a tattoo artist or yeah. I'm not stabbing the pig and somebody's taking pictures of it, probably, <laughs> probably stick to something blue, you know? Yeah. I dig that 100%, man. I got yeah, black gloves so. to match everything else. <laughs> I gotta switch my kid up now. Yeah, I probably probably need to get some uh, you know uh, tanned ones on on me, man. You know, yeah, some there you go. Light brown. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. So medical, yeah, medical medical gear is one of those things where, and again, if you're gonna carry something, know how to use it and train yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. Train with people on how to use it. 
I'm not the one to see. There's a shit ton of people out there uh, yeah. that I would advise to train with. But if you're carrying medical equipment without training, you're carrying around a talisman. That's what it is. You know, you're carrying around a, a candle, basically, and you're going to light it, see if it works. I don't know. I've never tried good. it. Yeah, you're carrying yeah. around a feel-good, man. That's yeah. Uh, people people come to some of the training we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a uh, cross-trainer, 18 Delta guy, that uh, and, a, and a current uh, current uh, trauma doc that does uh, the mm-hmm. classes, the medical classes with us. And basically, I just fuck around with people in these classes as far as creating chaotic uh situations where they need to apply some of the tools and the and, and the skills mm-hmm. and you will see these guys fail a lot with the way they carry things and you know some people are wearing around uh medical uh ankle rigs with a lot of their stuff and they get pulled off you know or they, or they fall off when you when you run uh-huh. and when you have to jump over stuff you know um or they don't uh they don't take the time to put on the gloves if they're dealing with somebody that they don't really know, you know, okay. it's one of the things that you never think about until you're in a training situation. Um, doc, okay. you know, voodoo doc, our, our medical guy is always, uh, so is this your family member? And I says, you no. Know, okay. So raise his shirt up. Right. And he raises his shirt up and it says, welcome to the world of AIDS. Right. And this guy <laughs> just got dealing with a, with a, you know, a, a wound on him, you know, training wise without yeah. any gloves. And, you know, it's stuff like that that you don't really think about it until you do. And, you know, sometimes that's too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? And, uh, yeah, yeah no, that's a good consideration, man. Any other faithful, like, don't leave home without it items? Good quality multi-tool is probably essential. Most if- just sitting here taking with mine yeah. like 10 minutes ago. And I wish I could tell you that I bought this one, but I actually stole it off somebody, uh, a highly, trained, a highly trained individual from your, uh, department of the Navy. And I, and I, you know, pocketed this one. It's a, uh, it's a, new, it's, <laughs> he's going to be uh, watching this episode like that. Mother. I know. I know. I know. It's fine. I know. Dark black and brown <laughs> stealing our stuff. Anyway, I'm sorry. It's not PC. No, he, it's fine. He steals. He steals stuff from me all the time. So okay, we're we're good. Uh, so uh, yeah, mul- uh, just a multi-tool. People told me, asked me, like, why do you like this one? Yeah. Well, it's it's just the EOD, and it comes with this thing. And people think, oh, I like it because it's a shank. It's actually yeah. very handy. It's a very handy tool to have uh, for punching uh, for a lot of reasons, uh, from disruptive to constructive reasons. Why to have something like that on there? Um, it's, it's just a good little thing to have with you. You know, it's one of those things where I've yet to see somebody improvise a multi-tool out of garbage. Not yet. No MacGyver <laughs> I've ever been improvised a, a multi-tool yet, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's one of those things where I always carry with me. If, if I have to pick between this and a pocket knife or a fixed blade of some sort, I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring this with me, probably. Um, it's nice and loosened up too. You can tell you've been running around doing trash with it. You know, uh, from uh, you know things to use it for that people don't think about. Yeah. Uh, uh, fixing things around you. Uh, if you are in the executive protection field, having the right tool at the right time in front of a principal and fixing something in front of him is it's pure 
gold. It's like just godlike. Yeah, you're just like, hey, uh, this is uh, broken. Just take out your multi-tool, fix it, and eternally, you're like, then uh, you don't even say, walk away. Yeah. Don't drop it. Don't, but just don't drop it like a mic, you know? Just yeah, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Um, uh, yeah, but just having the ability to, to have a tool with you that you can use to fix a bind, cut wire, uh, poke holes in places where holes shouldn't be, um, you know, weird things I've done with this as far as executive protection goes, uh, open up uh, fencing uh, in places where the fence shouldn't be opened, you know, yeah. to make our real VIP entrance uh, for our... <laughs> but they need to be open, right? <laughs> you, know, it's like, yeah, you look around and like, where's the VIP entrance? Oh, well, the way over there? No, it's right here. There you go, right? Yeah. yeah improvise. If, if it, where there's a will, there's a way. And yeah. again, you look godlike when you, when you apply something as simple as just carrying a multi-tool with you. Um, can it be weaponized? Of course, you know, <laughs> it can be weaponized. Um, just something, um, things that I like on these is a saw, a file, uh, to modify and make things and the pliers and wire cutters on these are just, you know, the key. If you have, if you're going to carry something like this, yeah. you know, this, this is pretty good. Leatherman waves are cool. You know, there's all sorts of types and, and kinds specifically. I really like this one myself. Um, one thing I, one thing I'll share about this guy is I actually carry it around inside my pocket inside of a small sheath, uh, nylon just to keep the noise levels down because it does rattle around a bit. Um, mm. uh, noise discipline being what it is. I know I'm, I'm sometimes I'm, you know, moving around there quietly. So if you want to keep noise levels down and keep that rattling down, something, something they can bind onto it. Leather is pretty good at kind of leather and suede is pretty good at keeping noise levels down. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and you know, like someone might not know that specific sound, but you might pique someone's interest. Like what's this guy got in his pocket? That's yeah. all you need for this ball of yarn to start coming apart. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like, it's a, it's a, it's, it's something I say also with, uh, Things like uh, leg or you know ankle rigs for medical and management equipment. You know it's medical management, but people out there might think you're pulling out a gun from your ankle, right? Yeah. So, like, just realize every time you take something out, people could think it's a magazine, a gun. Yeah. So just you know, look around before you before you take anything out of your pockets. So that's probably a good idea. Heck yeah, absolutely. You have any like? venue specific gear that you take like things that you specific take when you travel or when you specifically go on a types of things um one of those things that i and i i don't have it with me it's already packed in my in my little uh in my uh stuff i document underneath the the plane but a headlamp headlamps or the ability to clip onto something to your hat and have your hands free to work is probably i mean for everything Right. From, from uh, moving around to having to fix something, to having to seal something, to having to yeah. open something medical, uh, headlamp is pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. I carry a, a, just a regular headlamp. Uh, it has red, green, and white light on it, and IR light. I've never used the IR because I don't have that. I'm not that cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just having a good headlamp with you, that's something yeah. that universal 
universal thing. I always have that thing with me. If I, if it, it, when I'm working, it's one of those things that I have to have with me. You roll it up with your medical gear and just tight with uh, some rubber bands and just put it in your pocket. And it's one of those things I always have with me. I have for uh, sure learned that lesson. I got that in the car. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, one of those things that, you know, again, hard to improvise. It's hard to improvise a light sword. You can turn on a lighter, you can, you know, turn on some candles and whatever, but it's a good solid light. You know, it's pretty hard. Yeah. Cell phone sucks. It's yeah, only civilians think your cell phones are good enough life's light source, I think. And when you need to have your hands free, I mean, it's probably got yeah. its applications, but when you need to have yeah. your hands free and light, ain't yeah. nothing better than being able to like either clip your light on your hat or have an actual headlamp, man. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll take some pictures on my hat, uh, my uh, head, headlamp and any, any, they actually sell some uh, clips that are that are two way capable, so you can slip them onto your baseball cap, and mm-hmm. you know it's, a, it's just a good thing to have, just something you can clip on and and use if you if you don't have any hands. Yeah, um, my Surefire came with has that double clip, that double sided deal. Yeah, like throw it yeah. up there when I need to. Yeah, it, and it's just one of those things where people, you know, they they don't kind of think about it. Uh, I know, and it's something I do every now and then. You have one of these pinch lights. Uh, you can pinch it on, um, see that light. That's actually, you know, you can look at weird stains on some beds with this guy. <laughs> so, if, you know, if, if for some reason you need something like that, uh, you can put a zip tie on it to keep it, uh, to keep it on continuously and duct tape it to a pen and put it on your ear. And that's a good light source for a while. It's uh, pretty easy to carry and it's small. And it's one of, again, one of those things that I have with me. I have it on my keys usually or have it in the, in the wallet. You know, just having the ability to create some light is, is, always, is always a good deal to have with you. You know, mm-hmm. another little light source thing that I always have with me is one of, one of these. That's a small chem light. They use them for fishing equipment. Yeah, yeah, this is that Mexican MacGyver stuff I'd be talking about right here. <laughs> That's uh, what's up. Yeah, the, these these little guys, uh, Walmart fishing aisle. Uh, they use them to mark uh, to mark. Uh, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna go fishing, they use them to mark the lures when you're doing some nighttime nighttime fishing. Okay. Uh, the, uh, that's a brand. It's a uh, rod and bo- rod and bobber beacon. That's what it is, right? Okay. And I mention it because I've actually done testing with all these old chem lights. Uh-huh. These are made in China where they don't have any considerations for the, uh, the environment. Yeah. So they, they're 72 hours will remain active. Right. So Yo. they're probably highly toxic. So don't swallow them. Yeah. Uh, but it's a good last ditch. Don't have anything else. They last a long time. A uh, little chem light uh, solution to have with you. Yeah. Uses uh, tied to a rock. And a string, you can use it to signal, uh, create a no donut. Yeah. Um, mark a VIPs back with this. If you're moving in some sort of dark place that doesn't have a lot of visibility, break one of these open, stick it to a VIPs back so you can kind of, uh, you know, be aware of where he is without him being aware of it. Yeah. Um, so I've used some of these for that. Uh, if you're tying somebody up, you know, you use some of these to put on his bondage, on his bondage elements or, on his cuffs to mark them as well. So if he takes a run, if he makes a run for it, you can see him in the dark, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of for this. Um, 
it's one of those things like light source, you know, headlamp, little pinch light, and finally just a chem light, small little chem light. These last, I think I've carried some for like two years and activate activate them when I need to, and they're pretty good to go. Right, they're pretty bright. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's another thing I always carry with me. MacGyver, <laughs> uh, it's functional, and again, it's one of those things where if you have a light source with you and if you can impress a VIP, that's yeah, pretty good. That's ninja. <laughs> that's ninja. Yeah, it's a ninja right there. That's what's up. Um, yeah. So medical light, of course, the the, the and all do all of lights is a good lighter. And again, you know, Don't if you're gonna have anything, this this one has some gorilla tape on it, but whatever, you know. Uh, specifically, I like carrying a lighter that is disposable, <laughs> functional, and specifically one of these that have the selector on. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to, if you want to come up with a quick uh, flamethrower, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it ha- already has the duct tape on it, so you just duct tape this onto a can of Axe body spray of uh, uh, lubricant any oil will do and you have your little, you know, flamethrower for whatever reason you might need a flamethrower. You know, you have it. Uh, also, also just, you know, fire, you know, this, you need, you need to have a way to start a fire, uh, turn on somebody's, somebody's glass, somebody's, uh, cigarette, uh, do something like that. You, you need to have one of these. It's just essential. It's essential. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Any pieces of gear that have failed you or that you specifically don't carry for any reason? A few guns. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, a few guns uh, that failed me. It's one of those things where yeah. there's a lot of moving parts on in it. Uh, so, <sighs> Beretta 92 FS, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> failed you. Uh, yeah. Anything Beretta for I've I've had shitty luck with anything Beretta. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing that I've carried that's failed me a few times are some of those emer- emergency shears. Uh, I used to just carry any emergency shears that I could find. Never pre- paid too much attention to them until you know I needed some and actually broke the handles off them because they're pretty cheap Chinese-made ones. Yeah. So if you're, if you're gonna buy some to carry with you, probably invest in some quality ones. Yeah. So some 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 surgical shears of whatever kind you, you want. Um, those are things that have failed me uh, a few times. Um, mm. Belts, belts. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of uh, it's a lot of people wearing some of these uh, all pl- all uh, synthetic uh, belts from a certain company out there, and uh, the the belt buckles, those plastic belt buckles, will and do fail after a while, and they will snap depending on your body type, not having a belt is pretty shitty. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I've, I used to laugh at people wearing Cobra belts. I thought they were, you know, it's overkill, but mm. you know, now I have one myself. So, what you know. type of covert belt, if you don't mind me asking, or sure. covert belt uh, iterations? This is, this is a good guy. These are pretty rare, uh, but they are out there. It's basically a money belt. Uh, this one is made by a company called Fortac Five, okay, out of uh, out of the UK. 
Yeah. It's a, basically a full on money belt. Um, money belt meaning you can put money in it? It's a long belt where you can carry pretty much whatever you want in there. In uh, $100 bill, bills, you can carry about $2,000 in here. <laughs> so you can carry two grand in your belt if you, for some reason, you might want to. Um, it's not magnetic, um, and it comes with this cool little belt uh, hook on it. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually this belt hook is actually a That's belt a knife, right? So it's a rescue hook, or you can use it to cut restraints off. You can cut some zip ties off with this guy, Maybe or clothing off. You could cut a seat belt with this, and I've actually done so. This is uh, these are pretty rare, but there are they are out there. Uh, the maker makes these every now and then. A uh, bunch of people are bootlegging his idea, but this guy, you know, did the first ones. He sent me this one. I've been carrying this guy a lot. Uh, I've, I've used it in medical classes to buddy drag people, so it's pretty sturdy. Uh, good, good, good thing to have. You know, and then you know, every now and then, depending on where I am, this might catch up too much attention, so I might switch into a leather belt. So depending on where I am, you know, I switch it up. Another cool belt that I have and carry around a lot with me, and this one gets a lot of eyes. It's this uh, Tijuana uh, wallet belt. Tijuana wallet belt. Yeah. There's a, I don't know if you can see the zipper in there. Okay, okay. okay. That's dingy. That's, That's what's uh, I've carried a belt like this since I was probably 15 when I started illegally going into these bars and drinking <laughs> underage. Yeah. Uh, you would carry the money that you would pay off the cops that would grab you outside in this belt. So this is <laughs> that's what it, that's what the original purpose for these belts was. They would you would carry the uh, bribery money in there. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's you know, and it's leather. It's kind of innocuous. And uh, another little ninja thing. Uh, Blackside Customs make these uh, uh, owned by a company owned by a. Very good friend of mine, Hank Green, Hank Greenberg. This, uh, heavy, heavy uh, duty uh, copper belt. They're custom. They hurt a lot when they get hit with these. And he has these that come with this. I don't know if you can see it on the edge of there. It's basically a small magnetized handcuff key. Oh, that's what's up. There it is. And it stays there to come out. Yeah, it's right there, right? Nice. Uh, This is one of those, if I don't have this on, I usually have this guy on. So, you know, I always have, I'm always trying to carry around options with him, right? And I figured, you know, if Batman has a utility belt, I should have something like that. Man, I'm slipping in the belt department, bro. I got to get with the program. (laughs) You know, you know, keep it simple, man. <laughs> right, right. No, that's good yeah. stuff, man. Yeah. Um, and if you notice, I put a lot of emphasis in having ways to carry around money. Uh, money is probably the best EDC item on the planet. <laughs> Cash. Uh, that that's uh, that's the best multi-tool I've ever seen in in my life. So that's kind of that's why those are kind of have that, you know, purpose to move around things that I might need to. That's a, cash one. That's, that's like the best EDC advice right there. Keep cash on you. <laughs> you know, no way, no it's way. very, uh, few, 
King Solomon says money answers everything in Ecclesiastes. It's some real stuff. Yeah. Um, read that Bible, man. There's a sense of truth in there. Uh, but uh, they, the amount of, the amount of uh, people that travel now and, you know, use a debit card or credit card and stuff like that. It's fine. You know, people are trying to avoid getting robbed and stuff like that. Uh, but usually if you're going to have some sort of cash on you when you travel, um, cash is king in a lot of places still. Uh, and just knowing the difference between the dollar and the local currency and how some places the local currency is actually not, uh, won't open doors, but if you show them a dollar, it'll open doors, you know? So just be, be aware of that. Uh, be aware of that. That's a, that's a good kind of a thing to think about before you travel. And just, you know, just realize that people, the dollar is a still, thankfully, an internationally recognized mm-hmm. form of currency where all other currencies are kind of uh, measured at, you know, I have people asking me about gold or carrying around silver. It's kind of hard to walk around out there in the world and find somebody carrying around their little, you know, monocle to kind of look at your gold if it's real. And it's just not realistic. Um, there's, there's ways of carrying around currency that are kind of ninja and I'll show you, I'll show you one. So I'm not going to show you all my tricks. (laughs) (laughs) Good to go. Yeah. Well, this is, this is not even mine, but I think, uh, I've not seen a lot of people talk about the, uh, these used in this way. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, these little guys, these black spots are RFID chips. Right. Basically chips were that you can encode a number in and you'll put an app on your phone. And when you, when you scan it, it'll tell you what number is in this chip. You can actually, you can actually put a, a, uh, you can encrypt these. Basically it's a way for you to store numbers on something that people can't read without a passcode. Uh, They don't have a charge to them. Just you know, chips. Wow. Easy to hide. Yeah, you know, easy to hide. You can put um, money in these in the form of prepaid phone cards, right? Wow. So you buy a few prepaid phone cards and you put the numbers of them in here. And in some parts of the world, especially the bad ones, yeah. <laughs> some prisons uh, and some other places out there, you can actually pay for things with prepaid phone cards. Um, then they don't want any currency being moved in some environments. So you, you, you basically give them a number, they confirm the number and you can pay for things in that way. So wow. there's a few places that I travel to where it's that that's the case. And these have come in handy as far as getting searched, going into these places not having money on me, but I have, you know, money on me. Um, you can do them in chips, you can do them in paper. Uh, but you know, it gets kind of tricky when you do it in paper because like somebody finds a sequence of numbers that's really, really similar to a prepaid phone card and no questions will be asked. Um, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's a lot of that as far as, you know, moving currency around and having ways of payment uh, with you. And, you know, every now and then I tell people that one of the things I do carry every now and then it's, it's help me out every now and then. And it's a simple one time, you know, I need this. I need that. I need your jacket. I need gas, whatever. And a little guy, 
It's about ninety bucks worth of gold right there. Wow. 80, 80, 90 bucks worth of gold. And you know, it's a small gold peso. Uh I have a few of these and I've used them a few times. Uh-huh. And it's not, you know, it's not the end all do all of things, but it's a you know, maybe a good idea to carry something like that. You can carry around wealth in that regard. And they're pretty, you know, somebody knows what he's looking at. Uh, mm-hmm. I always tell people, if you're going to go this route, try and look for gold on the person you're going to try and pawn this off on because he's uh-huh. going to know what gold is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's it's one of those things. For it. Yeah, it's emergency, emergency last ditch type thing, just like that chem light. If you mm-hmm. notice, most of the stuff that I carry comes in threes. Yeah, three different types. That's the way I like to roll with threes too, man. That's what's up. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I, have a, I have a friend that does Japanese martial arts, traditional stuff, high mm-hmm. level guy, and he does everything in threes because he's superstitious about the two. He says two is the number of death. Three. <laughs> yeah, it's right. sturdy number. Heck yeah. And then two yeah. is one, one is none. So three, you got something. Yeah. Oh, you and a principal. Yeah. yeah. Uh you know, primary, secondary, and oh shit. You know, that's yeah. <laughs> that's the game. Any other clothing considerations? Something I carry in my bag. This is a full change of clothing right here. That's ninja. See, that's that's good stuff. I'm glad I asked this. Well, I see, I could do that, man. I could throw something like that in the car, have a couple of those. Yeah. It's a pair of pants. It's a pair of pants, a t-shirt, underwear, a merino wool uh, layer, and the compression of the socks just makes everything packable, right? Mm-hmm. Football length. Also a good pillow if you want to sleep on the ground somewhere. Yeah. Right. Pretty good. Um, depending on what you're doing and if you're doing some sort of surveillance work outside of your, you know, functions, quick change of appearance, quick change, quick, quick change of clothes, you know, not uncommon to, for me to have a Hawaiian shirt in here or something, uh, or a sports Jersey of a very specific kind region specific. Right. So yeah. Um, just, uh, you know, some, it's, uh, this, uh, something I learned from, uh, Ernesto, Ernesto's, a uh, my, my a business partner from Mexico. It's a former Cuban SF guy, uh, military guy. Uh, and he's, uh, you know, he knows weird shit like this. And he taught me about these footballs now quick change, you know, uh, and you know, you never know when you're going to, you know, just need a change. Yeah. You might get some of that uh, Revenge of Moctezuma and you need to change pants or something. <laughs> yeah, man. Or something happens and you want to get out of your clothes. You're trying to clear your mind and trash. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, I've, I've, uh, I've been with a few VIPs that had had issues with their clothing happen. Mm-hmm. And I have something for them, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Emergency-wise, whatever. You got anything on uh, communication consideration? Uh, Yes. And I don't have my, my, my Twinkie phone here. Uh, but basically I have, I always have phones out the wazoo, uh, with me. Um, yes. the, and when I say the Twinkie phones, basically anything, any, any old school Nokia phone, analog phone that will turn on 
and go from off to on immediately, just really fast is a good thing to carry with you. Uh, most places you travel that I've traveled to, usually the emergency service is uh, open. Doesn't matter if it doesn't have a chip in there. So just a good all around emergency tool to have with you. Considerations that I have for them, I always carry them in uh, waterproof bags uh, like this guy. Um, anything that I can carry these in waterproof bags. Uh, every time I'm going to travel, I put the charger on just to make sure they are charged. Uh, if you travel in the U.S. a lot, you'll see uh, a company called... Uh, oh, I think I have one right here. Forgive me, I'm packing, so there's a lot of shit around here. Uh, these guys. Fuel rod. Yeah. Um, you can exchange them at the airport from new to old in the U.S. And these are something that I always have paired with these. Something, it's something if an emergency happens, I have a fuel rod and I have my phone and I can do a lot of things with my phone if I need to. So call. the fuel rod's a power source. Exactly. Now, uh, if, if, if you want to talk about uh, being a ninja, you know, track phones, uh, burner phones and all this type of stuff, that's all cool to talk about. And most people that talk about that usually are, uh, most people that actually apply some of this stuff are usually criminals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's cool. How I kind of learned some of this stuff about, yeah. um, basically any phone you're going to use or anything you're going to use of that nature, always have it completely unattached to you electronically. So don't pay for it with a credit card, debit card, nothing attached to you. Um, uh, as far as the phone goes, um, I like procuring my phones in Mexico uh, under Telcel. And usually when you procure your phones under Telcel, they come with, uh, they have some agreements with American uh, cell phone providers so you can use them in the U.S. as well. And you can buy them, you can buy the chip any, anywhere and you can pay, it, pay for it uh, online using, uh, you know, pre, prepaid uh, debit cards. Um, so it's... Degrees of separation. Good. Yeah, pretty ninja-ish. And sometimes when you call people, it comes up as a private number without having to do anything ninja to it mm -hmm. because it's an international phone number or it does weird shit. Depending on the line, sometimes it comes out as a phone call from Thailand or something like that. So uh, they're pretty you know, pretty interesting. So when you travel and you when you travel and you see anywhere that, where they sell these, you know, track phones, basically, uh, don't, don't uh, think about it twice and get one. Right. If you want to be really ninjish about it, get somebody else to buy it for you. Um, which is something I do every now and then, you know, mm -hmm. and for, for no other reason, it, it's just a layer of security for yourself. And if you're traveling with a client or you're working with a client, you never know the amount of attention that client might have on them. Mm -hmm. And if it, if somebody does, you know, listen on in on things, let it be his phone, not yours, you know? Um, yeah. You don't be that weak link. So just make yourself a little bit harder to kind of uh, target. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, communications. Main thing is to always have a, a few uh, people. Uh, it's just essential now. If you're traveling around and you don't have at least a few of these batteries on you, fully charged batteries, I usually carry them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Freaking uh, and I have a solar panel attached to, uh, to my uh, carry rig as well. And if you don't have a, a method of, 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 uh, of just juicing up, 
I mean, that again, if you want to talk about looking good in front, in front of a client, you know, just uh, spread a solar panel and just charge up his fucking phone. He'll, he'll, uh, he'll, uh, he'll kind of consider that raise, you know, um, yeah. uh, and always have, you know, always have a spare fuel rod, fuel, uh, just juice, uh, juice, uh, a box, just external, external charger. And, and it's uh, more often than not, people will run out of the batteries, especially high level VIP executive guys that are moving on around a lot. Yep. They're on red. You know, you can, you can have one of those for them and just for yourself, man. Heck yeah. And the wires too. Do you have a, uh, a certain solar power setup that works or that you've tested actually? Cause I'm trying to get something. I haven't messed with that. Yeah. Yet. I, I, I can't remember for the life of me the name of it, but it's a small little rollable, rollable one. They're getting pretty small. They're getting pretty flexible. I'll post yeah. it up. I'm just writing some of the stuff that I'm going to share with you guys afterwards. I'll okay. post up the one I have that's pretty small. Uh, I actually have the bag where I carry it, and it's about that small. Wow. You take it out, you roll it, and you 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 uh, you use it. Uh, you, you get some uh, rechargeable uh, d double a batteries in it and you can have your solar panel completely independent of your of your fuel deposit so you have if something one of the both breaks you know you can you can kind of skirt your way around it okay um, there's a few considerations to it you know um i, I like uh another thing i like uh, i like carrying a lot and something i have over here uh bank bag this is lined with um, Faraday cage material. Basically, if I put a cell phone in here, it won't. Uh, there's no way you can contact it. Like a blackout bag. It's a black, yeah, bank bag, blackout bag. Uh, basically, a Faraday. Uh, this is one is Faraday cage capable, so you can put a cell phone in there, and it won't uh, produce any signals. Why would you carry around something like this? If you're a police officer and you 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 you, you arrest somebody, high risk guy or something, can put their stuff in this bag without damaging their equipment uh, in any way, shape, or form, and you don't have to worry about people being tracked or or anything like that. If your VIP client is meeting with somebody and you know you want any phones around, you can deposit it in here, and it's it's a true way of blocking out their uh, service. You know, it's just it's just a handy thing to have. And if you're worried about any sort of electronic equipment you have, phone-wise, just put it in here, you know? Mm -hmm. If you're worried about for whatever, you know, Big Brother, some people are paranoid. I am, you know? Just uh, <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can put that the thing in there, you know? If you're, mm -hmm. uh, you're working investigations, stuff like that, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's just a way to, to grab and, you know, site exploitation type thing. So that's where I learned it from. And it's a good idea to have something like that on you. Okay. Good to go. Well, any other considerations or mindset pieces or anything? Uh, I, will, I have a lot of weird stuff here that I don't see people talk about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, simple, simple uh, notebook, notebook yeah. and pen. Uh, people, people, uh, people uh, still to this day kind of miss the whole being able to write things down. And if it's uh, peculiar, just write it down. Paper is pretty good, and uh, always have a, uh, always make a, 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 a turn it into a discipline. If it belong, if you write it down here at the end of the day when you do your, you know, after action debrief, after action debrief, uh, put this into an electrical format, 
and put it into observations for the day. Uh, just have all your guys do the same, you, be it uh, whatever you're doing. Just to get a good practice. We've we've uh, we've went back to a few of those when I was working, and they would always be you know gold. You know, if you have them, mm-hmm. uh, anything out of place, that's pretty good to have on you. Another thing that people don't consider, um, camera. Just a good, small, digital camera of any kind to have with you. It's one of those things where people don't think about it. Uh, they, 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 you want to have all the guns in the world and all the magazines and all the cool shit, but, you know, just a camera itself can be a weapon, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, way to document things. You know, you leave your car in a certain place and you don't have the ability to set up guard on your car or you leave your luggage in the room in a certain place, take a picture of it to see everything is in the right place where you left it, you know, mm-hmm. um, that type of, that type of thing. Uh, and you see, okay. yeah. Every you now and then with a camera, <laughs> every, every, every now and then, you know, just turn around and take a picture of the cars that are, be, that are behind you. If you're moving around a VIP every now and then, and just, you know, see similarity, similar vehicles. You know, take uh, pictures of uh, in intervals of ten minutes. You know, five minutes, whatever, during your uh, your movements, and see if there's anything peculiar. You know, take a, take a few pictures of uh, of the stuff that is behind you. You know, you'd be surprised. You know, so every now and then you'll you'll see something pretty similar in a few, you know, picture sets of a of a of a of a, of a transport. And you know, it's a again document everything. Have a file, something something you, you guys can all see, and. Uh, it's a good after action type thing to, to keep on you. Uh, camera phones are also pretty good, but I'd rather have something independent from my phone to take pictures with. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it keeps you, you know, focused on the fact that this is a camera to take pictures. And if you mm-hmm. take out your phone, you know, you can run into some shit as well. You know, you don't want to get the traffic stop for using your camera phone to take pictures of shit and getting stopped. I've actually taken pictures of uh, of things as I drove with a camera, uh, with an actual camera, and you know, people will kind of scratch their heads. Is, is this permitted? This is not permitted. You know, it's yeah. not regular thing. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool, brother. Another consideration. Yeah. And I'm just gonna get weird. A little, a few weird things. <laughs> That's uh, what's up. GoPros. Love GoPros. Uh, GoPros attach one to the back end of your car, uh, inside of your car, looking back, and inside your car, looking front. Uh, if you're in a place where it's you have a lot of risk uh, for, uh, as far as being, you know, harassed or shit like that, at checkpoints, um, bribe people trying to bribe you. Having some of these inside of your car active mm-hmm. will make people really polite. Usually, <laughs> really, no. It's the truth, man. It's yeah, people will change. Yeah, once they know that they're they're on camera, you're making them famous. They act different. I I use it all the time. When I am in my exposed format, I got a camera on my gear, and it's just like awesome. Yeah. Second, that red light starts, sirs and man, they just they just don't act the same, and they if can't you, accuse me of things I didn't do. Yeah, and if you and there's some software out there. Uh, that I'm not going to go into because I use a very specific one and I don't want people to know about it. <laughs> uh, but you can, you can basically, you know, cloud uh, upload everything you're doing live into a cloud and people can, you know, look at it. If you get for some reason, you know, take it for a ride or something, you know? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, you know, weird things that I have, uh, this a small extra set of, uh, 
discrete plate armor for myself or for somebody else if they need it. You know, it's one of those things you can have the coolest gear on the planet, but if you can't extend that gear to other people around you, especially a client, kind yeah. of think about that. Yeah. Um, keys to the city. Keys to the city, man. Keys to the city. And, uh, you know, that's one of those things where, you know, all's fair in love and war. And yeah. when you talk about, uh, Sometimes, for some reason, you know, you have a VIP and needs to be somewhere, needs to have something secure. Uh, uh, this is this is a not bad to have a vehicle. Yeah, some something that uh, gets ignored or doesn't get touched upon. This is I have a whole training segment on hobo breaching type uh, things. I'm not gonna we're not gonna go high speed and frame charge shit. Where this is a you know garbage <laughs> breaching stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. These are cool. I'm almost done. Uh, uh, tree filling wedges to secure doors and uh, jam doors. Uh, again, rooms, all kinds of stuff, man. All kinds of stuff. Uh, these are paired with some zip ties, so you can zip tie doors closed, stuff like that. Be aware of fire code and everything you, you want, but every now and then you're in places where you need to, you know, shut an exit. Sure. Yeah, yeah. If you don't have a lot of people, you, you can you can you can uh, you can fortify a position for yourselves. Um, okay. Nylon webbing again for the upper arms on an industrial door. You can attach some of this stuff on there, or a zip tie. Uh, go old school with it. Uh, mm. You know, old school uh, bug detecting devices. Uh, interesting thing about these, the old, very old school. I mean, this thing is from the from the nineties, I think. Um, why am I carrying around this little old school thing? Um, the more, the more the technology advances, and the more digital things become, the more people remind them. The more people come back to low tech approaches for certain mm-hmm. things. So. <clears throat> I've, I've seen high level guys be be gotten by analog okay. level shit yes wow right yeah, so good, good you know, just you know just for no other reason anything that's a uh, this is made to detect anything that's producing any sort of signal so uh, good to go and you know finally this is a little transparent possibles bag when I say possibles, um, anything from diarrhea, uh, headaches, um, condoms, yeah, anything, anything that is pharmacy level. I'd rather not go to the pharmacy. I have everything here, and this is just you know any super glue, gum, the Kleenex, uh, you know, shower, shower in your backpack, uh, wipes. Uh, trash bag if you want to cover a whole toilet because the toilet is horrible. There's no other toilet there. Oh. Cover the whole toilet and just cut an X pattern on it. Then take a shit there. VIP treatment all the way. Right, uh, right. Uh, you know, it's uh, there's a, there's a lot of things like that that I you know that just come from experience. Yeah. Um, smoke, sports smoke grenades. Why? 
You never know. They're orange. I like orange a lot. They're very thick smoke. Why would you yeah. use these? Who knows? You know, it's just uh, things that are fun to carry with you. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I got some um, airsoft smoke, man, that I have in my kit because at one of the sites, it's like, yo, if they set up over there, it's not a bad spot. <laughs> and I might not, might need a curtain, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if, if you've been, if you've never had the need to cover movement from one point of cover to the other with smoke, you need to get out, you know? <laughs> yeah. And there ain't nothing like needing it and not having it. That's kind of really, yeah. it's like, you know, that's what's up, man. Yeah. I mean, there's, I, I mean, I wish I could go through my whole loadout, but it's, it's a lot of it. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's a uh, main thing I always tell people is to carry specific to where you're going. Mm-hmm. Uh, people say, well, I, if somebody comes after me with a knife, I'll have my, I'll shoot them. When you say that you're saying that in your backyard, but you might not be in your backyard. So, <laughs> That's true. All right. So always, always realize that you can't dictate what you carry to the environment. The environment will dictate what you need to carry in it. I'm a desert rat and I go out to places that are not the desert and I have to adapt myself to that environment. You know, okay. you know, very wet places. You have to keep that fucking wet rot uh, off and you need to carry things for that. Warm, uh, warm places, hot places. You have to have certain considerations for that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, carry specific to where you're going to travel to. That's the main you know, kind of lesson there. Uh, realize that every, every one of these places has its own considerations. And usually you'll get, you know what these are mm-hmm. if you're active and you have people in those environments that you can talk to, you know, like, Hey, can I drink the water there? No, probably a good idea to carry some sort of anti-diarrhea, uh, antibiotics, uh, and full spectrum antibiotics with me into that, uh, area of operations and, you know, maybe not drink anything that I don't open at the table, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, mental out, mental out, you know, <laughs> solid, man. Well, that's awesome, man. That's the, that's a bunch of stuff to download. That's, that's, that's good track, man. I appreciate you always spending this time with us, man. Heck yeah. So I'm trying um, to, you got anything else? What's up? So uh, no. And uh, I have more, yeah. but, uh, but fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. You can't, you can't give them everything. You know what I mean? No, it's, uh, it's you know, people, people ask me like, so like those money belts, those are retired, you know, people think I carry those. It's fine. Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, main thing is always, uh, you know, always keep, always keep evolving, always keep changing and, uh, you know, don't be predictable. Yeah. Don't uh, advertise your shit online. You know, every now and then I see people posting their, you know, their loadouts and I'm like, <laughs> the spooky guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you never know who's watching. Just yeah. keep that shit. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, with our other episode, you were saying, like, I was like, what's the number one way that uh, they choose victims for, you know, abductions and stuff? You're like, social media. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Easiest way. Easiest always, way. always good spending time with you, my man. Um, I appreciate it. Good to go. This is a good episode. I'm looking forward to doing awesome. this, man. And I'm looking forward awesome. to doing more stuff with you here in the future, brother, for sure. Uh, I'm down. I'm down. Heck yeah, brother. All right. We'll talk again soon, man. Definitely. Sounds good. Thanks again, Ed.
And if you haven't already, get your tickets for the Protector Symposium. The first annual Protector Symposium is taking place in Riverside, California, November 15th and 16th. We've got an all-star lineup of seriously elite trainers, Yosef Badu, Ed Caldrone and Mike Pannone are all going to be there teaching and instructing us on, well, our common goal, how to make good people more dangerous. So no matter what your background is, you're going to learn skills around the one unifying principle of protection. Get your tickets. Uh, spots are going quickly. And remember, you're going to get over $100 worth of value back in different things that you're going to get from our sponsors with your purchase of a ticket. Check the website out, Byron Rogers Motivation, for ticket information and to learn more. Out. Boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible contributing to this brand what we're doing here making it so that i can bring better guests on making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an america a safer place by teaching people how to protect themselves and the mindset behind that the lifestyle behind that you guys are already killing it one dollar a month $5 a month, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, whatever you can do that you know you would probably just lose in the mattress anyway or spend on McDonald's. Hey, you want to put it towards something that's going to good use? Put it towards a podcast and get involved in our, our Patreon account at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. And if you want to find me, that's byronrogersmotivation.com. Um, you know, do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can to that Patreon account because it makes all of these things possible, ladies and gentlemen. So much love. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you for making those contributions. You guys rock. We're already doing amazing there, and it's just because of you guys. So thanks once again for those contributions. Boom. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. This whole entire thing actually just started off as a Facebook group that blew up and is one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing executive protection uh, Facebook group online. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. Uh, follow us on Instagram and check us out at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. If you want to find me, that's Byron Rogers Motivation. Com, and I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well. So until the next podcast, y'all, stay sharp out there. And as I say it, one mind, many weapons. Talk soon. Out.